Hey y'all, it's Sandra. Before we started this episode, I kind of wanted to give a small disclaimer. I already said it on our Twitter and Instagram, but I still want to just clear it up right here that my audio sounds like I'm on the phone with Sam. My mic has been really weird. I've been trying to fix it. It sounds good sometimes and it sounds weird other times. So I apologize for me kind of cutting in and out. We really appreciate you. I understand if you want to want to listen to me being all weird and robotic-y, but we just wanted to give you a warning and I just wanted to apologize for my lack of good mic. <laughs> so I hope you enjoy this episode and I hope to see you next week with a better voice. Samuel. What's up, Sandra? I'm good. Kind of. What's What's popping? Um, I mean, things are things are pop. <laughs> things have popped <laughs> off. Things, <laughs> things have definitely popped off. But it's okay. It's okay. So, hello, we are Puchika Voss. Puchika. <laughs> uh, so how are you? How's your week, someone? My week is good, actually. It's flying by. It doesn't really feel like every day is taking forever anymore which is a good thing so how about you how about you how's your week oh i got enough i got in a lot of fights this week <laughs> but it's okay i mean i'm always ready to fight that's so sus i'm not actually ready to fight all the time i just i know i'm just a bocona dude like let me talk dude but what what was your shit and giggle this week? Shit. Um it's been a shit free week besides like shitty things I've been listening to. Fuck. <laughs> but other than that, it's been shit free. It's been That's good. good that it's been shit free. What about giggle? Yeah. Was it giggleful? Was it giggleful? <laughs> um Yeah, I feel like Every week, Central American Twitter is just more and more homey. Like, it just feels good. Yeah. Especially with, like, people we've been connecting with recently. It just feels good. Yeah, I, I love it, too. I love it so much I know. right now. It's just so amazing. I feel so, like, embraced and hugged. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good Yeah, feel. it's a great feeling. What about you? Shit. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, a laxative. <laughs> a lot of shit. I gotta take a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got into a little, a little spat. I feel on the internet, or I don't even think I really fought with anybody. I think I was more just like angry, and I just wanted to say it out loud because I was just really upset with just what I was hearing and people just apologizing and people just apologizing and feigning <laughs> unity and allowing just people to keep spewing on violent tendencies and hatred Yep. and letting yep. that just be like, okay, cool, you know, we're all brown, let's all unify. Like, nah, I'm not about that. First of all, we're not all brown. We're uh, white, mm-hmm. we are Asian, we are black, we are indigenous, we are multiple things, so you can't just say we're all brown. Also, we should just never apologize for who we are, and if 
we're gonna have a seat at the table and the our voices on the mic like we're gonna be real we're gonna be radical and we're not gonna mm-hmm. be some frou-frou ass fucking podcast being like oh oh we love you know living under mexican hegemony no oh <laughs> i'm sorry like no fuck that shit i don't care no, no we're, we're not, not about us. that so not at all. you know if you want to come at us like i'm i'm all here i've been here i was the one that was uh setting off on twitter i was the one being a a little troll on Twitter and our <laughs> IG. So I just don't ex I just don't like that because we are expecting respect and courtesy and human decency and when they give it to us, people are congratulated. No, that shit's expected. Mm-hmm. That shit is what you are fucking raised learning. And or you should be raised learning. But you should be raised learning. I don't know if you fucking were, but I saw. Uh, and I just don't like that. I feel like Chica Wolf is gonna be a fucking podcast that is gonna make people really uncomfortable. A lot of podcasts good. are Chica Next, which is good for them. I love them. I listen to so many Latinx Chica Next podcasts, but if it's gonna make them uncomfortable listening to what we're saying and thinking that just because we say real injustices real crimes and i don't want them to be our friend i don't want them to hear us and they should also mm. be able to understand that this is not personal this is us calling out mexican government and racism you know mm-hmm. so i just if we're gonna be outsiders then fuck it like we're gonna flaunt that shit be all the way outside <laughs> i mean we're already being if we're already being treated like that i mean porta central oh, americans yeah. been like that and as long as central americans ride for us like i'm down I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my shit, and my giggle is how much Central American Twitter is where it's fucking at, and how much they love us, and how much we love them, and how much we want to work really hard for them. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing all of that, Sandra. I honestly got to say that I truthfully agree with everything that you said, and I just want to affirm you for a bit real quick. I know that. Fuck it, shit. Uh, my energy's no. all over the place. Wow. No, yeah. It's just not even like in a bad way. It's just the things that you were saying are entirely valid and they have to be spoken about. And so I definitely feel that you were speaking truth and that things needed to be said. And growing up Central American, you definitely hear about Mexican hegemony. Well, growing up right. Mexican and Central American, I see the hegemony in front of my fucking eyes. So I'm going to use that privilege of being a Chicana mm-hmm. and call it out. Like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I not do that for my own people and as well as for the improvement of my own community? Like, I call out misogyny in my own community. I call out anti-blackness and homophobia. Why wouldn't I call out uh, anti-Central American sentiment, you know? Yeah, that's so. very true. Yeah, and... I think it must have been incredibly frustrating just to see so many people like ride hegemonic dick. Yeah, I don't like, like when as, people as ride as hard as they could. Dick. As hard as they could, like they were really trying to bust a nut out there. <laughs> well, and I feel like there's a difference because I also said like don't let anyone fuck you over if you're trying to assimilate to survive. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a difference between assimilating to survive mm-hmm. versus riding hegemonic dick because you know that it'll get you further. Yeah. Or choosing Definitely. to ignore the death of your own people. Yeah, glossing over it is just as bad as being the oppressor, in my opinion. Yeah. So I definitely want to validate everything that you said, and I 
thank you for sharing all of that because it needed to be said and I'm happy that you were the one to say it and hopefully our listeners will agree with this if not then you know go for it you know to come for us it's cool we're just gonna patrol you or it's don't cool. listen to us <laughs> or don't yeah straight up or don't listen to real shit and that's it yeah it's fine there's so many other podcasts out there there's so many other things you can be listening to or doing with your time too so thank you for that sandra thank you for sharing and thank you again to central american twitter for making both of us feel at home a lot of the time and so yeah this week we're gonna be taking things on a lighter note so we're gonna be talking about a topic that will definitely showcase our personalities a lot more but before that sandra what song do you have for us Ooh, so I've been on this entire Pharrell, Neptunes, N-E-R-D kind of kick. Mm-hmm. Pharrell, I love Pharrell. He's just ugh, so hot and just amazing and so talented. And so is Chad Hugo, which is his like low-key partner in crime that chooses to kind of stay behind the scenes. He's a Filipino-American. Chad Hugo mm. is amazing. And just they're great producers. And I heard this like whole like throwdown that Joe K put on Selection a few weeks ago in their episode and it was just like this whole clip, Neptunes, Justin Timberlake. They have a very familiar early mid two thousands, late nineties sound that you would hear in any beat. Anything like Rock Your Body, I'm a Slave for You, uh the song that I'm playing right now, which is Boys by Britney Spears and Britney is Queen. I love Britney, so that's mm-hmm. who I'm picking this week because I'm just feeling really down and really early 2000s or i guess mid to late 2000s yes i'm excited for this i love britney all right so play the music do do what would it take for you to just leave me i'm not trying to sound crazy for me and you were meant to be So when Sandra sent me the link, it literally says "Boys, Britney Spears," and so, like, I listened to this before we recorded it, before we recorded this episode, so I didn't know that Pharrell was on it. So he comes up out of nowhere, looking rapping and be like, fucking his, sexy. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, his presence on this track is amazing, and it definitely stands out. Definitely has this like choreo bit because it's Britney. And I thought the the house looks very familiar. It looks like her slumber party house from the the song she has with Tinashe. 
And so I thought that was really cool. But I just loved them together. I loved the the vibe all around. Yeah, and I thought it was very appropriate for this week because we're going to be talking about online dating and just our fucking fucking dumb shit that we do on the... (laughs) We really have very strong conversations about online dating, Sam and I. We really dissect how we think this is changing Mm -hmm. our lives and our structure and just how we think and uh, interact with people and meet new people. So we just want to, you know, take a lighter note and just think about... I don't know, Tinder, Grindr, Bumble. We tested a bunch of fucking apps. And we also just want to throw you some facts about online dating because I think it's something that a lot of people do, a lot of people are scared of. And, I mean, definitely people in our community do it. But I don't know if people necessarily talk about it because I definitely don't talk about it to my mom. Like, if I were to tell my mom I met strangers from a fucking <laughs> app, she'd be like, estás fucking loca. Like, why were you fucking doing that? Como vas a estar ahí con... True. Yeah. Um, so before we go into our personal experiences, which I'm sure you're all itching to know about, we're gonna talk about, you know, just how how online dating has changed a lot of our perspective around dating. So let me ask you, Sandra, how do you think online dating has changed our approach well, to dating in general? A third of all relationships begin online like in I don't know match.com fucking okcupid tinder all of these kinds of online meeting applications they have created a third of the relationships that begin now you know and usage by 18 to 24 year olds has increased nearly threefold since 2013 according to the Pew Research Center and usage for 55 to 64 year olds so our seniors out there has doubled and it also kind of has affected just our experiences but i don't think it's necessarily online dating i think just millennials and technology as a whole has made kids actually started to have sex at an older age so you think having these apps will actually push people to have more sex but we're actually having less sex than the millennial generation the millennial generation is having less sex than generation x which is super interesting and it has really affected how we interact and I guess how we guard ourselves and how I think we are really afraid of intimacy at a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. I also feel like there's this whole creation of a persona online, yes. which is really cool, really interesting, and gives way to different things. So, like, we've all heard about catfishing and how, like, intense that Do you is. watch Catfish? I watched like two episodes. Yo, I think it's a fucking funny ass show. I'm sorry. I love Catfish. I've only watched I think <laughs> one season one and two, and I just think it's hilarious. But I also think it's so sad. But I also think it's fucking yeah. funny, dude. <laughs> I just know that there was that one episode where a girl catfished her cousin. That's kind of gross. Like, that's for that's for calling. No, she was like, "That's for calling me a fat ass Kelly Price." <laughs> that, that was her reasoning. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> No, there was another yeah. episode where a girl was like, that's what you get for messing with my man. I played with you for three years online. And, and I'm like, damn, oh bitch. My God. Damn, that's bitch. Commitment. They uh, were committed. That's, oh, that's commitment. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, creation of a persona. So, um, I was reading this study from the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships. And it's about strate- strategic misrepresentations in online dating. 
and so the effects of gender, self-monitoring, and personality traits. So due to the sheer number of people on dating sites, we need to create an interesting persona to make you more likely to date someone, make you stand out, make you more memorable, which is why we have, you know, funny bios on Tinder or our little dating apps. We just try to make ourselves stand out, which is cool. But um, due to the whole receipt culture around online dating and screenshot culture, it's very easy for people to like take a lot of the things that we say literally. And so it's less about lying to people because you're not necessarily lying it's just about misrepresenting yourself to put yourself in the most fashionable way the way that people will want you more you know and so it's kind of this balance between your real self and your ideal self in dating profiles because you know your ideal self if you have another ideal self then it's not necessarily your real self would be this perfect person and that would technically be catfishing if it were someone other than you but it's this balance between that and who you actually are unless you're like perfectly straight up with who you are on online dating and that's totally fine i just don't do that because i know it's not gonna work for I did me the exact trash. opposite i use like <laughs> substandard pictures of myself so that when people meet me in person they'll mm. be like oh shit she fucking looks good i already thought she was all right <laughs> and cute like now she's fucking cute <laughs> Uh, I know, dude. I use cute pics of me, and people still tell me I'm cute in person. What no. the fuck, <laughs> you Leo ass bitch? <laughs> Whatever. So, um, I think it's also interesting, not necessarily through the creation of the internet, but technology as a whole. So, with the introduction of television, mainstream media, films, and everything, the our perception on relationships has been skewed. So, um. This is a reference to the podcast that you showed me last week, Sandra. It's Y-O-Y. And um, so it's episode 56, Stage of Fight with Esther Perel. So the relationship approach now seems to be to find, quote, the one when the one isn't a thing and there never has been. And there's always been different people for you depending on the moment of life that you're in. So I feel like the whole Hollywood idea of a soulmate and how there's one person out there for you has pushed us to idolize and put dating on this pedestal when in reality it doesn't have to be that way and i think frank ocean says it best i'm a huge frank ocean stan and he just says that you know the feeling just comes and it goes and i think that's kind of natural at the same time you know you just feel strongly for someone you smash and you go your way (laughs) Mm. but yeah what do you think i wanted to bring up how i was reading research about how dating apps have actually given women a lot of control and agency that they previously couldn't have mm. in terms of dating and i think this is why mm. i i love dating apps like i think they just work so well with my personality 50 percent of the people that i've had relations with i'm throwing that out there have resulted from these apps or yeah well mm. yeah they've all been apps and i really think dating apps can be vessels of like feminism, like women controlling who they speak to, women blocking who they don't want to talk to, women choosing mm-hmm. what they want to do, and women allowing themselves to make the first move and, you know, Bumble, and that same podcast that I showed you, YOY, was created by a woman who worked for Tinder in the beginning of Tinder mm-hmm. and then felt sexually harassed and was ousted by the company. And then she started Bumble, and and she wanted to, was it, yeah, was it, no, 
it was while away they had an episode on bumble but there was a different podcast that i actually heard the founder talking about her reasoning for starting it as a way for women to be respected on dating apps because i mean i've had plenty of scummy people be like hey bitch blah, 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 blah. oh you ain't gonna fuck me all right i you ugly anyway so I mean, it definitely does Jesus. allow a lot of agency, but there is still a lot of negativity and a lot of men feeling entitlement over women for their attention. Mm -hmm. So that's why she started Bumble as a way of like promoting healthy behavior for women and empowerment for women and creating friendships within women. There's a Bumble Friends feature, and we'll get into that when we talk about specific apps in the future, but I really think that it has brought a lot of safety for women and and i that's why i like it a lot i have my own kind of methods and how i use it and that's why i feel like i'm able to meet amazing people i've actually met a lot of friends too and we can talk about that in the future but something that has also been very curious to me when i studied abroad in korea i was really looking at queer spaces in particular because i'm i mean i'm queer we're queer so i'm like we Queer spaces we feel most com most comfortably in queer spaces so mm -hmm. i was looking into them in korea which is a pretty kind of conservative country so it's pretty small but they're still there but i was looking specifically for queer femme spaces which i feel in the last 20 years have completely shrunken or disappeared and it's the same thing in korea there used to be a lot of thriving queer female spaces and when I was reading into why they have been disappearing, everyone said that they're disappearing because of dating apps and online forums and online groups. So mm. I also think that online dating has shrunken queer femme spaces, which is very interesting because there aren't a lot of lesbian bars anymore. There's this one event that I went to in San Francisco at El Rio called Mango, which is an amazing 20 year long or 21 year long dance party for queer femmes and it's beautiful it's a fun space so mm -hmm. I, I think online dating has definitely shrunk in the queer femme community uh, at least like space wise mm -hmm. that's interesting i hadn't really thought about you know queer spaces being shrunken through online dating just because well i mean game a, queer spaces yeah, yeah queer men are yeah, it's fucking bumping and thriving if, yeah, no, yeah, like, when you mentioned that how queer spaces are spaces where we often feel most comfortable in, I kind of want to say no <laughs> to that because a, a lot of queer men's spaces are highly sexualized, and sometimes I just want to go out and have a drink and dance with my friends, not necessarily have anyone touch upon me or have my friends touched upon inappropriately, unless they're into that, of course, but unconsensual touching and grinding and nasty shit going on yeah queer male spaces are hella clubs. predatory yeah yeah definitely and so yes queer spaces are definitely safe in some ways and that's why i think online dating has made some sp spaces more safe because you do have that autonomy autonomy to actually choose who you're gonna go see versus in a club where like it's kind of Nasty. You feel preyed like, on and you can't, if, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're a woman and you feel smaller or mm -hmm. you just don't want to be rude because you don't know what this drunk ass fucking person is going to do to you. You don't, yeah. you can cut that all out with these apps. Yeah. And then like, I feel like when you're in a queer bar and you're drinking, you're already losing inhibitions. 
So like it just puts you in a position that you didn't want to be in. You just wanted to go out and have a good yeah, time. Yeah, dude, I gotta take you to a queer femme space. Queer femme spaces are where it's fucking at, dude. You just feel so. I felt I've never felt so fucking safe. Like I felt mm-hmm. so free, and I I love queer male spaces as well, but queer femme mm-hmm. spaces are fuck. Like it it just feels like I just feel like I'm supported by a million girls in a room and a million. Just female identifying, femme identifying people, and it's it's just like the most lit party I've been to. Nice. We're going to dive into these specific apps. So Sam and I actually experimented with five apps, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go into them one by one. I'll talk about some, and Sam will talk about some, but we're going to talk about this app together, which is, I think, an app that everybody knows, and it's Mm -hmm. Tinder. Tinder. (laughs) Tinder was something that I got into my first year in college. Okay, but what is Tinder? Why is Tinder important? Why is Tinder number one? Why is Tinder the most used app in the game? What is what's about it? How do you use Tinder? Well, okay, so when we got it originally, like when we first started out, you had to connect it to your Facebook which made it that much more interesting because you had to have another social media to be on this app. Nowadays, apparently, you just need a cell phone number to get on it, which is interesting. But, um, yeah, you have the the option of swiping right or left on people in your area who are also on Tinder. And, you know, it's just pictures about you, a little bio, and the whole swipe feature is what I think makes it interesting. Just, like, it's kind of like a game where, like, I'll swipe right because I think you're hot doesn't mean you're gonna swipe right on me but if you do oh shit shit might go down yeah you yeah. match and then you're able to talk to someone after you've matched so mm-hmm. if they don't match with you you're not gonna talk to them ever sorry but mm-hmm. if you do you have the opportunity of speaking with each other so if you mutually like each other then you can start a conversation and basically all of these apps followed tinder they all mm-hmm. have the same kind of thing where it's like you like someone or you don't like somebody and if you like somebody you match and you can talk and see where that goes mm-hmm. tinder how do you feel about it <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> i got off it for a while actually but the reason i got off it wasn't necessarily well kind of because of the the app itself and like even though you match with people there's no guarantee that they'll actually be interesting people to talk to they'll reply to you or that you'll even meet up Like, there's those three things. They're either not interesting, you won't meet up with them, or they just won't reply. And so that just turned me off of it. And there were also qualities that I felt I didn't possess at the moment to even be thinking about dating. And so I had to get off of dating apps for a while just because I was like, nah, let me work on myself. Let me make sure I'm all good before I go ahead and get on these apps. So that's my opinion on it. I just Yeah, but you're not talking about, like, the actual usage of it. How how is your actual experience on Tinder? I don't care about what you think about it, Sam. I'm sorry. I want to know when <laughs> no, you are fair. on it. Are you getting the dick? Are you getting the poon? Like, what are you... <laughs> These words are terrible. Are you getting <laughs> Jeez, it? Yeah. Are you getting it? Um, no. I do not use it as a hookup. I use it as solely dating. And, I mean, in college, I did definitely use it as hookups. It wasn't as common as my other apps. Because I was on theirs as a queer man. And um, now I just use it as dating. I am on it now. I've been on it for a couple of months now. And I just use it as an opportunity to meet people. 
you know, I'm that person that's like, I'm here to make friends and people don't believe me necessarily, but that's primarily why I'm there. I just want to meet people and like make friends. I moved back to LA. I don't have too many friends here and I'm trying to make more friends, trying to meet people to go out with, go to museums with, go see cool shit. The city changed so much in four years. Like I'm trying to see all of that and see what stayed the same too. So that's mostly why I've been on it. I don't use it as hooking up. I have been on marvelous dates with quite a few people. And I've also been on <laughs> dates where I'm like, why are you even on Tinder? You have so much baggage. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you have. Yeah, I tell Sandra about these and she's like, why are you still talking to me? I know, why <laughs> are you? I mean, I'm still talking to plenty of people that I should not be talking to, so it's okay. Yeah, but that's... That's been my experience with it right now that I've been recently back on it. I think it's been better this time that I've been back on it than previous times. So me, I've been on Tinder Mm -hmm. since I was 18. So I've been on Tinder for four years. I've been on it on and off. I'll delete it, restart it, delete it, restart it. And I said before that I love it. I think it works with my personality. I don't like bullshit. I cut that shit out. And I, I like that there's an initial baseline attraction. And my experience with straight versus queer Tinder, so you can choose if you like men or women or both or whatever. Straight Tinder, it, it makes me feel better about myself <laughs> because I get way more matches than I do than queer Tinder. Queer Tinder is so hard. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just ugly. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, maybe my personality sounds whack in my bio. My bio on Tinder is actually on our Instagram page because Sam posted it which is cool, (laughs) but I just, I don't know, for queer Tinder, there's just, there's a lot of women in the Bay Area, which is cool, for Santa Barbara, it was like, there was 10 women and I would run out, but I have met one or two girls, and it's been fine, but it definitely is not how I would meet women, and I think that's uh, how it is for a lot of queer women, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they're popping on Tinder and I'm just not. It's been pretty unsuccessful for me. I have made a few friends. We can go that go into that later on. Straight Tinder. <laughs> I've been, I guess, a lot more successful on straight Tinder. I've met many, many, many people. I've actually started some very successful, serious, committed relationships through Tinder. And I don't regret ever being on it. I love it. I like feeling agency and confidence with my Mm. app in my profile i think i'm funny and i like it and i get some matches and sometimes i don't get matches but it's okay and i think overall it's a really good experience and it's just fun to even just see who is in the area like i just am nosy like i want to see who's around me i love matching with my friends on tinder when i i've matched with mirta I've been trying to match with Sam, but Sam is too far away for me to match with him. (laughs) But I love it, and I highly recommend it. It's a very good introductory app. And if you want to delete it, I saw you can delete it. No one forces you to stay on it. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the next app that we have on our list, which is Bumble. So I mentioned it earlier. The thing about Bumble, so all of these apps have like their own quirk as to why it's special. Bumble is an app where women are supposed to make the first move so when you match with somebody in in a heterosexual which is kind of like whatever but in a heterosexual type of relationship men and women if you match the woman has to 
say hey first or whatever in 24 hours and i've also used this for queer women and there is no like anyone can message anyone when it's queer women or queer men but there is still that 24 hour timer to spur conversation and honestly i fucking don't like the app i think there are more attractive people on the app i must say that and i think that's a consensus that people on bumble are more attractive but i don't know if that is i don't know why that is though like i don't know if there's like they're fake these people maybe they're bots for all we know there's also fake people on these accounts too you know and i just i can't really i think i just forget like i'm a forgetful fucking person so i'll just forget i'm talking to someone and my shit expires and i'm like damn i just lost the conversation that could have been the love of my life i just forgot so that's why I'm not a huge fan of it because I'm just the forgetful type, and I I need the certainly the certainty that they will be there <laughs> after 24 hours. But it, it's been a dud for me on those apps as well. I have never met anyone from Bumble in real life, men or women. Do you still have the app? I still have the app. I still go on it. Like I said, I think there's cuter people on it, TBH. But I like I said, I don't. I rarely, very rarely match with people. I mean, I very rarely match with women. I match with men, but I I don't know. I like don't really want to talk to a lot of dudes right now. I just I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of it just because I'm forgetful. So I think maybe if I like worked at it more and was actually dedicated to Bumble and meeting people, this would be a really great app for me. But I'm literally like, yo, I forget to message people. Here's my number. If you want to text me, let's go. <laughs> That's literally what I do. Like <laughs> it's in the third message in the conversation. I'm like, here's my number. I forget talk to people on this talk to me so that's my experience have you used bumble i actually don't know if you've used it no i haven't okay and get talk about next app because <laughs> i'm gonna say a no on bumble and x if you're someone that is like ready to meet people on the spot like and talk to them and be engaged with them this is an app for you but i need my space and i forget shit so it doesn't work for me no taken <laughs> um so the next app we have is you know every queer male is gonna know these and queer women also and non-binary folks will know them as well is jacked and grinder <laughs> folks know these there's grinder memes there's a best of grinder page on instagram like, <laughs> it's a fucking meme <laughs> on its own and okay so funny story i like i was on grinder for a few years i got off it because it's very toxic very white loving and just it's hella racist dude yeah like i i didn't have that many problems with it because being a latino we're like second behind white people in queer racial dynamics which is interesting but um yeah so i didn't get on it for a while and when i recently tried to re-download it my phone won't open it, which is amazing because I'm like, this is all <laughs> Your phone, phone is like, what is this fucking virus? The least fucking bacteria in Get this phone. this away from me. <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm happy about that because that way I don't even got to deal with it. I don't even got a problem with okay, it. Okay, what about Jack? What's the difference between Jack and Grinder? Okay, so they're very similar in that they both show people in your area, like, immediately around you. They also show the distance, which is interesting. They don't tell you, like, you know, 0.3 meters. That shit is fucking scary to me. Like, I don't want to know this dude in the library is, like, right next to me. Yeah, like, it tells you how far they are, but it doesn't tell you where they are from you, which is 
cool, but like it's still not something that needs to be. I done. think that's why an app like that wouldn't work for women because women would be like, no, I don't want this food to know how, like exact meters they are away from me. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, and um, well, I haven't been on Grinder recently in like all of 2017, so I can't say on how it is now. I know that they added emojis to the app wow. recently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of all okay. things to add. And I'm not sure if they have more than one pick allowed now. I don't know that for sure, but I know Jacked definitely does. Jacked also has a, a feature that you can see people anywhere in the world as long as you type in, like, a zip code, a city, something. Is Jacked the one so, that allows you to have private pictures? Yes. Oh. So you can unlock your pictures for people. They're more often than not nudes or face pictures because there's a lot of faceless profiles on these apps. A lot of you know straight acting men who download right, download yeah, D DL or discreet, and yeah, it's very very interesting. So I think Jacked is better amongst the two. I actually have a really funny story about Jacked, but I don't know if we're doing stories. Uh, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not not yet. Okay, cool. I'll save it for later, but. Yeah, I haven't been on Grinder. I don't recommend it for dating at all. I recommend it if you're trying to bust a nut. But even then, like, go to the club. Meet someone the way people met in the 80s. Like, <laughs> be an organic hoe. And Jacked, I'd recommend, if you want to make conversations, maybe make friends. Maybe. Some people still use it solely for hooking up. But that's on you. You got to be upfront about your intentions as well if you want to make a friend on those apps. So I'd recommend Jacked over Grinder, but delete both when you have the chance. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm more of an organic hoe. Okay, so I'm gonna talk basically the queer women equivalent, which is her. So this is an app I've had just like a sordid history with. Like I have just I don't know. I have not been able to make it work for me. I think my phone was just like not able to. My previous phone was not able to use this app at all it just was like breaking all the time and crashing so i was like okay i guess i'm just never gonna meet a queer woman in my life <laughs> but hers actually really cool now that i re-downloaded it and i've been trying to talk to people once again i have literally like three matches and none of them have talked to me because everybody hates me i think i just oh. i don't know dude i just i think I just think my queerness is just so much more apparent in person versus online or something. I don't know. And I liked her, though, because it's very interesting. It has a, this really cool social component to it. Mm. And that allows you to see, like, queer events in your area, as well as, like, social forums for you to talk to other queer, non-binary, like, femmes, uh, femme-identified people. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I just opened up the app, and the, one of the first forums that pops up is by her, by the actual company, her. Do you ever use mm -hmm. alcohol or drugs to cope? And it's a picture of two girls hugging. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, and there's the option of, like, get support. So it's it's a very communal Aww. atmosphere. And there's this, okay, this other post being, like, happy pansexual panoramic pride day. What makes you feel like you are part Aww. of the community? And they have questions of the day. And people are allowed to, like, wow. share images and just, like, share posts. And it's, like, someone posted, here's what I want ASAP list. To go on a cute date, 
go out to a bar and have some drinks, go home and fuck for hours. Oh my. Well. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And then some people were like, yes! And you can like it, reply, uh, and share it, apparently. I don't, I don't know if I should share that. <laughs> share it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do global, so all over the world, local, and see who's posting and what people are saying locally. Any rave heads live in the flirt in here? Oh my god. <laughs> out of her, out of cur- This is such a Bay Area thing. Instead of curiosity, anyone else vegetarian or vegan? Fucking <laughs> shit. Me. <laughs> but. And then, yeah, events. And I think that's really great. Let's see. Let's see the next event. Tomorrow, Friday, December 8th, U-Haul SF at Oasis. Friday, December 8th with DJ Poslov uh, and CLA. And it's like a, a love party for girls. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, hers. I like it. I think it is very communal. So that's really good because I haven't heard too much about it. So I'm happy to hear about you know events. There's forum posting. I think it sounds very community oriented and less so on the the one on one. Yeah, which is cool. I I think I will try to maybe make an event and like actually see. I can meet people. I think this is more of an app that wants you to meet people in real life and form a community because the mm. actual conversations aren't happening, at least for me. So hopefully I could maybe meet some more queer Bay Area femmes. So that'd be mm. nice. But I like her because I feel like it offers me more than just uh, dating or hooking up. I think it really offers me the chance to meet people and make friends. So I give a thumbs up for her if you are a queer femme wanting more friends. Oh, well, I guess it also depends on if you live in a major city. So if you live in a major city, this might be better for you. That's true, too. Okay, last app. All right, last app is Hinge. So I had actually only heard about this through you, Sandra, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I never really got on it before today. Well today yesterday i made the app i downloaded the app <laughs> made made my account i made the app yes no uh, <laughs> yesterday i downloaded the app made my account and everything and i think it's really genius you think so so i really think so so it you ha- you're forced to have six pictures on it it connects to your facebook just like tinder so you can make pictures from your tin from your from your tinder from your p- facebook profile from your camera roll or from your instagram so I put my pictures up and then it forces you to answer three questions and there's a variety of questions of course and so you can do like two truths and a lie um, message me if blank and you put whatever you want to put um, on a typical Sunday I like to do this um, you know my most spontaneous moment was this like just things like that that are talking points and so if you're interesting enough the way it works is that you see people's profiles around you so there's also the like radius aspect of it that it kind of tells you like where they're located but it i don't think necessarily tells you how many miles away they are and all you do is go on their profile and you have the option of liking so liking means you can either like their picture or their posts meaning their answer to a question and when you like it you have the option of leaving a comment as well so if you like someone's picture, you could be like, oh, my God, you got a really nice smile or, oh, I love your glasses or like, oh, where is that? Or something like that. Let me get that dick. And it, 
Yeah. <laughs> or that. You know, you could be crude. Although I haven't seen people being crude on it yet, which is cool. How does it present itself? Doesn't it say, what is it? It's the app for lasting relationships for, or something like that? Yeah. For those looking for relationships, I think, was all, another thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very relationship-oriented, which I think is really cool just because, you know, I'm, I'm that person right now. I've outgrown my hooking up phase right now. You know, I'll probably get back into that at some point. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> I'm not that person. And you also have the option of, like, you know, liking their comment, their answer and leaving a comment on it. So one of my two truths and a lie was that I had appendicitis twice. And, I mean, I did. Twice? How are you alive? Yeah, they didn't remove it the first time. Oh, wow. And then it came up again. Yeah. Okay. So Bad dog. Okay. Twice. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were like, I thought you could only have it once. So it's a talking point, you know? It just makes people get interested in whatever is going on. And so far, I've had two people like my profile. Oh, that's another thing. I mean, two people. Yeah, wow, whatever. You're limited to, like, five <laughs> or six likes. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But you're limited to five or six likes a day. So this is very different to Tinder. Even though Tinder, there still are some limited likes. I believe it's around 40 or 50 because it's still quite a large number on this app you're limited to very few so it really makes you think about who you're liking and why you're liking them and what comment you want to leave because you really want to stand out and like really want to talk to them hopefully you know i haven't actually made conversations with people even though we have like liked our like the other or whatever no one has messaged me i haven't been messaged so I'm still waiting on that to happen, but basically I love the mechanism of it. I definitely see the potential around it, and maybe in the future something more interesting will happen through it. But for now, I like it. I want to see more from it, and I'm loving my experience on it so far. So this is definitely an app for people who are very relationship-oriented, people who don't care about hookups or don't want any hookups. This is like, I want to meet a future partner. Mm-hmm. That's well. That's the vibe I'm getting from it. I have yet to meet a person from it, but I definitely get that vibe from it. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I wanted to download it to experiment with it, but it like would not work on my phone. Oh my! It would pull <laughs> my recent Facebook pictures, and my recent pictures are like UCSB divestment, and <laughs> just like politic UCSB politics pictures or whatever. And I just did not. I don't want people to know that like. I'm for divestment immediately. Like, what if I get hate messages? I don't know. So I was just, I couldn't switch out the photos and I just couldn't figure it out. And it, like, didn't want me to have a long lasting relationship. So it was like, die. And I deleted it <laughs> off my phone. Aww. Which is okay. It's okay. But I'm glad that you liked it. I, I'm very interested in it just because it's so different. It definitely is very different. And I don't know. I'm hoping for the best from it. Okay. So what are your automatic lefts or dislikes? Because all of these apps are very like-dislike oriented. Mm -hmm. So what are some automatic, like, no, I ain't trying to fuck with you. Like, I don't need this. Like, you are gross. Swerve for you. For me, um, one of them is less than three pics. So if a person has less than that's, three pics, that's totally me, dude. If only, if a person has yeah. one picture, I'm just like, no. who are you? Hi. Yeah, like we live in an age where you can take a fucking pic, even if it's an ugly pic. You can have more than one pic. 
Which is why I like Hinge, because you're forced to have sex. Doesn't necessarily all have to be of you. Oh, and you can also have videos on your profile. Oh, that's cool. Doesn't have to. Yeah, so like you can show a video of you doing like some stupid shit, which is cool. But um, yeah, so less than three pics. The another one is dropping the N word in their bio or in messages. So if they are a non-black person dropping the N word, I will swipe left just because I do not want to associate at all. If they say it in their messages, I will unmatch or report. No, I'm kidding. No, I won't. Well, you should report. report. Probably. I should definitely report, but I probably won't unless it's like egregious enough that I'm just like, you don't need to be on this fucking app at all. But I will unmatch with people who say the N word. If it's not on their bio, if it's on their bio, automatic left swipe. Um, another one is something Islamophobic, because that's something living in a post 9 11 world. It's very common for folks to be Islamophobic. So either saying something Islamophobic or being in support of it or approval of it, that's just an automatic left. I'm just like, no. Or um, another one is military. So if someone. I don't agree with this one, military, but I understand why. Yeah. Well, the only one I would say maybe would be the Air Force. Oh my God, why are you picking branches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is wrong with you? Feel, yeah. Well, I mean, I know that the Air Force is still problematic half. But yes, they know. are. Well, I mean, all of them. Yeah, all of them are disgusting, and indoctrination is so illegal. But it's just not something I want to necessarily associate with because I'm a very political person, and my politics define a lot of like my friend groups. And so, to know that they're going through indoctrination about nationalism every fucking week would not be something I'd be interested. So I met a lot of military people when I was in South Korea, just because there's a massive military base there. I definitely met some really scummy military officials and military soldiers or whatever being deployed there. But I did meet some really nice people who are very, very critical of the system and are just like, I'm doing this because I want benefits and I want free college afterwards. So this was my way of getting it because I was I'm broke and I had no opportunities. So I do pray on broke POC people, but also there are definitely people who don't fuck with that system which i can respect so that's why i don't want to say no to anyone that's like necessarily in the military hmm. i think like for me the only reason i would join would be because if i were to have kids benefits are so real yeah so that would that would definitely be my only reason for potentially joining oh. i do have an automatic right i know that we haven't talked about if there's something that automatically makes you swipe right but I just want to put it out there. It's anime. Yes! <laughs> I just want people to talk to about Naruto as much as I can. So if someone's into anime, you get a right swipe for me. Okay. I got a list. I got a laundry list of complaints. Go for it. Okay. Ooh. Okay, shirtless pictures without any beach or shirtless <laughs> context. If you are just taking some shirtless gym pic, I don't want that. If you're just in front of your mirror taking some shirtless pic, I don't want that. Headless body pictures. This is very similar to shirtless pictures. Mirror selfies as the first picture. I'm just like, come on, you don't got a friend? Like, you can't just turn the camera for yourself? Like, I just, no, I'm not about that. I don't know why I just don't like it, especially if the mirror is dirty. I don't know. I don't fuck with it. Okay. <laughs> so particular. Uh, any American flag and Confederate flag apparel or flags in their background. I just don't like hyper nationalistic shit of any country, even mm -hmm. Central American ones. 
Yeah. Okay. Guns in their pictures. I mean, this is also... Oh, that's a big one. Guns. I know a lot of military people have guns in their pictures, so that's for me an automatic left. If you're just like, let me flaunt my gun. Ew, no. Oh, please, sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just cracks me up. Okay, but you know who wears those... First of all, they're ugly sunglasses. I don't know who cares about ugly sunglasses other than, like, sketchy white people, dude. Whatever. Fish, if you're holding a fish. I don't fuck with fish. I mean, I fuck with fish, but, like, I don't fuck with you holding fish, trying to be cool like I fish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sperry's. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you, Sam, because you own Sperry's. <laughs> I own one pair of wrecked. They are very wrecked. Pastel polos, because I think of, like, frat dudes, and they just, I don't want any of that. Uh, one picture, which I mentioned earlier, like, I, if you have one or two pics, like, why? Why not? Why do you have more? Please. I don't know. It makes me think you don't have friends. Like, I just don't want that. Sunglasses in every picture, so you can't see their face. Like, why would you wear sunglasses in every single one of your pictures? Who are you? Literally, who are you? Uh, And this is, I think, a very L.A. particular, which is headshots and model shots is all your pictures. Because, I don't know, then you just don't feel real to me. You don't feel genuine to me, and you feel... Now I feel like you're just trying to get me to book you somewhere. Like, I'm... No. And I also don't really like Hollywood types. So. Uh, volunteerism pics. Like, an example of a white dude who is teaching in India, and he has all these little Indian kids around him trying to make himself seem like I'm this super white savior type of picture. And non-black dreads, if you are not black and you have dreads, or, I don't know, like, knots or any other box braids, I'm just not about that. If you have height in your bio, I think you're insecure, or you're just, I don't know. I know that a lot of women like six feet and up, but I'm not, just, I don't want to be contributing to that, and I don't want to have a dude that thinks he needs to flaunt his height. Or anyone, I don't know. No smiling in any picture. If you mm-hmm. aren't smiling in any one of your pictures, I'm not going to swipe right because I feel like you're going to kill me and you're not human. Dudes with a girl in each arm, like, that'll be their first picture. It's just, like, this dude with, like, girls, like, in their arms. And I'm like, like, you're on Tinder. You think this is going to appeal to me? And, yeah, that's my, like, long laundry list. I probably have a million more. <laughs> <laughs> but those are like you, my. You made me think of one. What? Actually. Um, this is gonna be really niche, but plur life or EDM. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> Automatic left. I'm just I'm not so about sorry. that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, I think I wanna try it because I know a lot of people who are really cool that like it. I would like to mm. experience a rave, but also I'm just like, what is this? What are all these beads? Are y'all in middle school? Yeah, it's just. It's a different culture. It's, no, it's interesting. It yet, so, I definitely so, want to try yeah. it out one day. Like, I'd be down to try an EDC, like an EDC kind of thing, or a rave, or countdown, or whatever escape. Whatever. It is, <laughs> All yeah. these uh, Not, different nocturnal, things. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We we have homies that goes to that though. I know people that go. Yeah. Can you tell me any interesting stories that you've gotten from these apps and just dating online, Sam? Yes, I definitely can. Um, so the story that I mentioned that I teased at earlier with Jack slash Grinder, this is on Jack specifically. So there was this guy who um, 
he just had his profile on Nick, right? Near UCSD. And so we messaged. I don't remember who we messaged who first, but we were messaging. And he was like 26, and I was like 19. So there's that age gap, too. And he invites me over. He says he's a grad student at UCSD. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, we can talk about grad school. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm kidding. How's the GRE? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, any advice? Well, you know, we're like hella smashing. No, oh but, my um, God. but um, yeah, so I go over. He lives on, well, he lived. He doesn't live there anymore. He lived on a very scenic overview of, like, the La Jolla Cove, which is very pretty. And... It was like really like wow this is grad housing like this is really cool it was that was my perception of it he's a dude from like hawaii <laughs> but yeah he he's he had like tats and everything and just like hella fine <laughs> yeah and so we like he had a hookah thing i smoked him out because mm-hmm. i had like my pipe my pipe mm-hmm. and he had a hookah thing mm-hmm. which is like mint flavored i remember that and Damn, then okay. we yeah, we got to smash him. It was really bomb. That's great. Yeah. It was so bomb. Like, high key, one of my faves. That's so good. And then I find out that he's, like, this is after, okay? This isn't even before that. I, so I asked him after because we smoked another bowl. I'm like, hey, um, so you're a grad student. I get that. What do you study? He's like, international relations, political science. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's what I study. <laughs> Like, not even intentionally. Like, you know, this is, I had just switched majors to that. So it was like a moment of like, oh, fuck, you, you, UTA for like my major. <laughs> and yeah. And then we hooked up again another time. And he ended up buying alcohol for us because we were all under. That is so trash. Yeah. You yeah. are so trash. I didn't care. He didn't care either. It was fun. Oh my and God. This is, this is where it gets really funny. Um, my junior year when I was a research assistant for Professor Wong, he was my TA for the class that I had with Professor Wong. Oh, my God. And, yeah, so I was like, what a fucking mess, like a mixing of worlds. So me being me and being trash, I texted him. This is junior year. I texted him, and I'm like, because I still had his number, funny, a whole year later. And I'm like, oh, um... You, you're the TA in my class or whatever. That's so cool. You know, like, we should hang out. Is how I put it because, you know, I was trying to smash. And then he's like, oh, yeah, like, you're in that, you're in that class. Wong is a really cool professor or whatever. You should get close to him. He, he pushed me to get closer to him. Oh, Wong, that's so him. sweet. Yeah. And then I got A's on every one of my exams. And we didn't even hook up. Aww. So, so it was really cool, really rewarding. Shout out to him. I think... He's in, like, Germany somewhere now. He studied African politics. Mm. But, yeah, very, very interesting guy. Very, very cool. Very bomb sex. That's good. That's a good story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's, like, you know, people aspire to hook up with a TA. I did that shit. No, I've done done too much. (laughs) So that's my my story. I don't want to share more because I feel like that was kind of long. So I'll just share that one. Oh, damn, dude, I don't even know what to share. I got too many. Fucking shit. Should I? Okay, Sam, you can decide for me. Should I share a nice story or a horror story? I say horror. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. So, the one that still has me shook to this day is... (laughs) 
is this guy that I met. So I was single in Korea basically the entire time. I was living my best life in Korea, being just an awesome mess, and I don't know, having just my best life. So I met a lot of Korean people because the country is 97% Korean, so I don't know who else I would have met. And I'm just, I hooked up with this Korean dude that just went zero to 100 with me. So I was very blunt. Like, I was about to leave. Like, I was literally leaving Korea for winter break, which is three months long in Korea because it's the equivalent of, like, their summer, the end of the year. And I told him, like, I'm leaving. And this dude lives in New Zealand. He goes to school in New Zealand, but he's from Korea. And I was telling him, like, I just... I'm not gonna, this is not gonna be real, okay? This is not gonna be serious. I'm leaving in a week. Like, I'm, this is what it is. This is what I'm just gonna smash. And they're like, okay, cool. And they were a virgin, so I took their virginity, which is my first time ever taking a virginity before. And it was actually really cool. It was chill until mm-hmm. <laughs> the dude, like, <laughs> mid sex is like, I love you. And I'm like, yo, this is the first time I'm hanging out with you. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting a little sick. But. It was just like too much, dude. I was freaking the fuck out. And tell me why I hung out with a zoo like three more times. Like, <laughs> <laughs> trash. I know, dude. It's because it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. So, and I was just like, there's a, two weeks left. I could just ghost this dude, right? I was just so trash. And I just hung out with him and I like took him with my friends were to get Korean barbecue and shit. It was just chill. But yeah, this dude was like so about me, and I, and he would be like, "Oh, I, I'm thinking about you," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, cool." <laughs> I was just like, so I know I let him on. Oh, I didn't even lead him on. I was very blunt and like, I'm not gonna say I love you. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, like if you didn't feel that of way. Of course not. And dude, this dude dropped me off at the airport. Oh, my oh God. this dude was so about me. I'm like, oh, I'm leaving. He's like, oh, I'm gonna meet you at the airport because he lived pretty close to the airport he didn't live in seoul and yeah i went to the airport and he said bye to me and i'm like cool i'm gonna go home i was in the u.s i was with my family it was the holiday season and he was calling me every single day being like where you at where you at what are you doing what are you do and i'm like chill dog like bro i'm in another country i'm with my family like, i'm not trying to talk to you and he just kept berating me with all these messages and calls and i kept telling him like i'm with my family i'm not gonna talk to you and it, he didn't stop, so I blocked him, and I ghosted him because I was just irritated with this dude. And I still fear to this day that I'm going to run into him because I still had to go back to Korea for another six months after that. But luckily, I never ran into this dude, obviously, because Korea is a massive city. Uh, Korea. Seoul is a massive city. And that was, like, one of my most intense ghosting stories because I would literally this guy knows where I live like he could just find me (laughs) well actually no he did not know where I lived he knew where I lived that time so I lived in two different places while I was in Korea he knew where I lived my first semester but not my second semester so I took a lot of comfort in knowing that that was chill (laughs) that was like one of of my really bad ghosting stories where I I was just like kind of sticking it out because the dick's, like, pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I'm terrible. It's okay, I'm not like that anymore. I think. (laughs) 
anymore. Anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a Libra. When I'm single, I'm like a million percent single. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm also a million percent in a relationship. So if you can pin me down, and you did it. You got yourself a wife. But that's like one of my stories. And I guess a success story that I will share is that I met this really amazing woman from korea who is one of my friends in korea people actually use tinder to meet foreigners and make friends to speak english with and i met this amazing woman suwon who i'm still trying to get to listen to this podcast because i miss her and she is an actual lifelong friend that i really want to keep and i met her through tinder and we're oh. still homies and we would hang out in korea all day she would take me everywhere she'd be my translator and she'd be like this restaurant's really good and yeah I, oh, that's super cute yeah and i told her that when i go to korea like we're gonna go exploring korea because i was very in i was in seoul basically the entire time so i didn't really explore outside of seoul so i want to go do a lot more places if i ever go back which i am gonna go back i really love korea and all the friends that i made there i really miss them so yeah that was like an amazing experience like i actually made a really good friend from tinder so yeah Ooh. i'm happy to end that on a good note nice that's good. That's really good. I'm really happy to hear that. Sorry about the, like, intense dude. I know, dude. Like, Those are the kinds of men that I just attract. I attract very intense people. <laughs> it's okay. I kind of dig it, but, like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you like to say you don't. I like the stress, <laughs> but I also don't like the stress. <laughs> That's fair. ¿Me puedes despedir? Yeah. <laughs> So, as y'all know, all despedidas are going to be around the topic of self-care. And while self-care is a beautiful thing, and it definitely is about, you know, as the name suggests, taking care of yourself, one of the things that we got to acknowledge is that self-care is a process, and it's very, very difficult to do. So, today, I'm going to talk about accountability as a form of self-care. So, this is, yeah, this is going to go in on why self-care is hard. And why it's not all butterflies and face masks and wine. It's not enough to just be pampering yourself. Self-care requires constant work. It requires constantly telling yourself that you're valid and your emotions are valid and that what you are doing works. But part of it is also checking in with toxic behavior you exhibit. No one out there is a perfect person. I can't claim perfection. Sandra can't Although claim Although you're it. a Leo, Nobody. you can't claim it. <laughs> I, I mean... Leos like to present themselves as having their shit together, but they really don't <laughs> a lot of the time. I will say that as a triple Leo. But um, part of it is checking in with the toxic behavior you exhibit or toxic mannerisms and seeing why it is that you're doing that, how you could go ahead and let that go, or how you can make it manifest into something more productive for yourself. So it's a process because first you got to analyze the shit out of yourself and be like, okay, well, what? mannerisms behavior am i exhibiting that's hurting me that's not helping me in any way and for me for a while that was empathy i was lacking it a lot of the time and i still have to work on that and i still have to be there for others as much as i can be there for myself and it's just acknowledging that there are behaviors that you exhibit and that are hurting you more than helping you and changing those behaviors in any way you can same thing goes for people 
So in the same way that that there are interactions you have with people that just leave you exhausted and mad and frustrated, you got to learn to let those go. Let those people go. Change those relationships you have with them to where they're not too deep into your life anymore that they constantly have that effect on you. Make them more of like an acquaintance. Make them just someone that you happen to know that meant a lot to you in the past. And just let things go. Let all your toxic behaviors, your toxic relationships go. And put yourself first. Make yourself your priority. And make yourself not in a, like, oh, I'm going to take care of myself all the time. Like, I'm my priority in that way. Make it more about, I'm going to do things that are going to help me and the people around me as much as I can. Make that you. And so... Yeah, just I want folks to evaluate themselves, evaluate their behaviors and change for what they can for the for the more productive and what they can't to work on those. Just work on being a better person. This is where it gets hard and I know it'll get hard, but you can do it because you're awesome. And yeah. Okay. That's that. That's made me feel a lot better for how I've been feeling lately so thank you I love that no problem okay we hope everyone has a really good night or a good day or whenever you're listening to this and we hope that you ride for us even though we're very I don't know I feel like we're very we're people that are living very dynamic lives Mm -hmm. and I appreciate people that are actually taking this time to listen to us and i mean we just did an over an hour episode about who we're trying to fuck on these apps (laughs) (laughs) and i'm just happy that people even care about us or maybe they'll skip this episode maybe they just want all the central american shit which is understandable that's totally fine which is totally fine but we also like to share things about us people (laughs) that are just uh, more about us like we want this to be about salmon eyes friendship and topics of our own identity that include central american ism as well as millennialism and our friendship queer identity, queer identity. Yes. we definitely want to put that out there i mean we just talked about that all episode so yeah it's just gonna be a bunch of shit but obviously we're gonna bring out that central american vibe yeah we're not here to joder okay all right good night goodbye goodbye stay safe y'all